Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. It's a distressing fact, but nearly 50% of new businesses fail within the first five years. Well, what can you do to avoid that? A business plan is probably the best thing you can do to turn the odds in your favor. We're going to talk about how to develop a business plan, but we're also going to talk about what is the, the recently acted, reenacted Inflation Reduction Act likely, and what impact is it likely to have on small businesses? And the economic climate today is a little bit uncertain. We don't quite know what's going on where, and inflation is uh, giving some problems. What should small business owners focus on? What are the things that will keep your business going? And we're going to talk to who is a, really an expert on this field. His experience is very extensive. Hal Shelton helps entrepreneurs think about starting a business. That's the first thing. And I think his point on how important it is to think about it before you do anything. He also is an expert. He has been his own business. He is a SCORE mentor. He's a venture investor, and he has written a very successful book, uh, which is entitled The Secrets to Writing a Successful Business Plan. And we've talked to him uh, when that book first came out, and it is a bestseller on Amazon. And Hal, you're to be congratulated on all the things that you've done. Welcome to Of Consuming Interest. Thank you, Shirley. Good to be here. Now, the um, the interesting thing, let's start with the economic climate and climate and whether or not should anyone who's got an idea for starting a small business, should they put it off? Would you advise them to? Would you advise them to what? I mean, where would you go? We've got someone who's out there really champ, champing at the bit, uh, chomping at the bit, I guess the word is, to <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to get started here. What what would what would you suggest that they do? Okay. So if the enthusiasm, if the idea is ready now, uh, you should start thinking about starting the business. Um, you know, the economic climate is uncertain, and we can go into some more details about the implication of that. Um, but it'll take a while to, to start up, to set up. Um, and I would start the planning for that now. And so when you're ready to implement, uh, you can just pull the string and get started. Okay, we're going to come back to that. We're going to talk to come back to the planning part of it and what you've written about in your very successful book. So let's talk about um, the Inflation Reduction Act first. Um, and we've all been reading about it, and I realize it's brand new and and it's very new into the enactment of that. But what what is it going to do to small businesses? Can you foresee what impact it may have? How? Yes, um, you know, the act is 725 pages. And as you correctly said, Shirley, uh, a lot of it's still to be understood. Um, but I think we can get some indications. And first, I'll talk a little bit about the taxes. And these tend to be a little bit niche. Um, but if you fall into one of these categories, there might be some benefits for you. Uh, first of all, if you're in a business that is creating new products, or is extending and improving existing products, what they call the R&D tax credit has been doubled from $250,000 to $500,000. And this could pay for your team working on those products. So that, that's a potential to be very good. Um, if you're a company that has company cars 
or a fleet of trucks. Uh, There are new tax credits and extended tax credits for buying electric vehicles. And so that should be on your radar uh, to look at the benefits of doing that. Uh, well, let me let me inter- let me interrupt and inject one note here on electric vehicles. Um, if people are yes, there are tax credits for purchasing these vehicles, at least to some. Um, should they be concerned if they're doing long distance hauling about charging electric vehicles? That's my oh, thought. If, yeah, absolutely. Ahead. I mean, the downsides of uh, electric vehicles and having to recharge and things of that nature haven't gone away. But yeah. if you're lo- doing local business and uh, just might be something to look at and, and, and weigh the costs. Electric yeah, vehicles so probably they- cost more. Uh, and does the credits uh, make it an, an even break? So the real thing here is to understand that right now situations change as we go into the future. And this this uh, Inflation Reduction Act is the small businesses um, just need to be aware of what's going on and keeping track of it. And I'm sure that's true for existing businesses as well, isn't it? Not just a startup. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, and, and sort of jumping, there's lots of things to understand, and not only this, but in the Infrastructure Act, uh, you're going to need, as a small business owner, uh, lots of interpretations. And so I would recommend if you do not already have a relationship with a lawyer or an accountant, uh, that you get one now. Uh, so when the time comes when you need help, technical help, uh, professional help in interpreting these laws, you'll have them at hand. Well, unfortunately, that's the downside of a lot of things that are happening is that you've got to go outside your own business to get an expert and you've got to pay. I guess that's why the cost to small businesses and regulation is so outrageously high compared to larger corporations. And we'll yeah. we'll talk about that in just a minute. But yeah, your point is you got to get an expert. You need to know what you're doing. Otherwise, you may get fines. You may have all kinds of impact if you're not complying with regulations. So that's one of the reasons I guess that businesses and small businesses particularly suffer with because of new regulations. As a matter of fact, um, I read something recently that said that the regulatory co- uh, cost for co- for a small business per employee is over $10,000. And you compare that to somewhere around $7,000 for medium and smaller firms. So the impact of that really hits small businesses. And, and I'm sure that's a concern to you, Hal, because as you're aware, 70 to 80% of the jobs created in this country from small businesses. So how do we how do we find ourselves in the situation where we're really penalizing the people who are giving us the jobs? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the small businesses you know, cannot afford to have a permanent staff of experts and so they always have to go outside um, and pick and choose and really find someone and then pay substantial amounts on an hourly basis uh, for that advice Uh, you know most small businesses now cannot prepare their own taxes Uh, they must use uh, an outside uh, tax preparer so you're right it is becoming very expensive uh, to run a business and that, of course, is part of what's going to come into the business plan as you're figuring out what in the world you're going to do and how you're going to survive those really crucial first five years 
which is a little little scary, I'm sure. Let's just take a, a brief pause here to let our listeners know that they're tuned in to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. You're listening to Of Consuming Interest here on the uh, Federal News Network. My guest is Hal Shelton. He is an entrepreneur, investor, uh, and has written a, a best-selling uh, book of the, it's an Amazon bestseller, The Secrets to Writing a Successful Business Plan. And you are to be congratulated on that book, Hal. I interviewed you when it first came out. It was a, a fascinating read and a really great guide. So let's yeah. go talk about getting started, getting a business going. And as we said, even though there may be, we may be in somewhat uncertain times in terms of the, the economy, um, why not start? Because we don't know what's going to be down the road. I mean, a year from now, two years from now, who knows? So if, as you put it, if you've got a thought out plan, so let's, let's talk about that business plan, because I, you, as you've indicated, this is really the basis for success. Yes. Yeah, so the, the key elements of a business plan, it starts with what problem are you solving? And it's not your problem is what customer problem are you solving and sort of solving uniquely um, that will drive people to your door using a very old adage, you know, building a better mousetrap and thinking people will come to your door is not a good strategy. So you really have to understand uh, what the problem you're solving. And then um, what is your solution? And then how big is it? How big is the opportunity? Uh, gets to questions about profitability. And then most important, and this is the area I find most entrepreneurs uh, do not do a sufficient homework on, we call it the go-to-market strategy. How is it that you're going to obtain customers? And just saying I'm going to use uh, social media uh, or ads and so forth really doesn't work. It's not enough detail. And with my score clients, what I say to them, tell me the names of your first 50 clients. I say, hell, oh, you can't do that. I don't know what they are. And I appreciate you don't know the specific names, but you really got to get granular in how is it that you're going to attract customers because that's going to be the basis of your revenues. Isn't it important also to check to see who else are you going to, who are you going to be competing against and what is their, what is their success rate? I mean, if you were opening a dress shop, I don't think you'd want to open a dress shop in the block that has two other dress shops. So um, it, is it important to look at the demographics in the area where you are and who might be served by your product? Yeah, absolutely. Good point. And so then the other element is who's the competition? And how do you stack up against the competition, feature by feature? And again, why will people buy from you? You're the new kid on the block. And why are they going to buy your product versus staying with someone else? Because uh, you're going to have to take the customers away from them. Now, there is, I take it as a, a benefit if there are competitors. Uh, because that demonstrates there is a market. If you're the first one there and you have to really convince people uh, that this whole area is worth uh, buying products from, it might be difficult. Now, maybe you don't want them next door, but we're finding with restaurants and food courts and so forth, 
sometimes when, or, you know, downtown Bethesda, uh, sometimes when they're close together, uh, there's more business for all. Um, but in general, you, you're, you're absolutely right on, Shirley. You need to be aware of the competition. And just going forward and tying some of these themes, themes together, some of the competition might be hurting uh, from an economic downturn. And they might take uh, drastic actions like reducing prices, free delivery, on and on and on, and even getting people to post bogus uh, negative reviews on Yelp or Amazon or others. So you need to prepare today. What happens if one of these unfortunate things happen? What is your reaction going to be uh, so you don't wait uh, and lose time if in fact it does? So you've got to figure out who your enemies are going to be as well. And, yeah. <laughs> and we know that there are fake reviews posted in a lot of sites. So you have to be very careful. I'm very skeptical when I read reviews. Um, I go to all kinds of different sources for, for doing something like that. So we've got a business plan. We're, we're going to get, we're going to check out who our competitors are. Now let's go to that. What to me must be the biggest thing of all, and that is getting funding for a project that you want to do. And is that one of the biggest problem areas for, for, for would-be entrepreneurs? Um, it's across the board. I think the biggest problem is finding customers and getting okay. some traction. Yes, of course. And once you have traction, uh, getting funding is easier. Now, one of the unique things uh, in this, let's say in the next six to 12 months in the uncertainty, uh, getting cash uh, could be very difficult. And I, in our venture group uh, last spring, we invite all of our portfolio companies, yes, increase sales, but watch your cash. We learned in the height of the pandemic, cash is king, and it really is today. So for those of you who are already in business, I'd recommend getting down to your bank, trying to secure a line of credit, or if you already have one, seeing if you could double it. And if you have to shop to another bank, do it. But you need that flexibility if, if things go south, that you have some, some cash available. Uh, for those who you're making sales, watch your accounts receivable balances. Watch your customer payment histories. If they're going from 30 days to 60 days to 90 days overdue, give them a call. Find out what's going on. Um, Offer clients discounts uh, to pay early. Take advantage of your supplier discounts. And sort of a corollary to what uh, Shirley put forth about the business plan, you should have a cash flow forecast covering the next six to 12 months and make sure that you can make payroll and other needed expenses because you don't know how difficult it is to, going to be to raise cash. Well, wow, that is that is rather daunting. It's going to come out of your pocketbook. Yeah, exactly. So really what you're saying here is you've got to make sure that you've lined up enough credit to get you through what it could be a rocky startup, could be slow economy, it could be all kinds of things. So looking forward and, and setting out a plan. And I would suspect that it's really critical to set down a budget are you going to have an office? Are you going to have staff? You're going to do it from home. And do you get tax credits from doing it from home? You probably do. And so there's all kinds of things to consider when you're getting ready. And this is 
and what you're talking about is in the early planning stages, I believe. And what we're going to talk about, we're going to take a brief break here. And we're going to talk when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, strategies that you've used for getting a loan because you, you may be an unknown, you may not have the extensive credits. So we're going to talk to uh, my guest when we come back about all of those. You're listening to Of Consuming Interest. My guest, hi, I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Hal Shelton. He is an entrepreneur, an investor, and he's the author of the successful book, very successful book, How to Start a, wait a minute, let me get it right, The Secrets to Writing a Successful Business Plan. And it's a very good book, and I really recommend it to people. Um, okay, now, Hal, let's, let's talk about just getting down to the nitty gritty. First off, you got to have a budget, as you've talked about. You got to know what your costs are going to be, and now we we got to get money to cover it. Well, how are you going to present yourself in an attractive way if you don't really have a track record? Um, so, so I think the numbers are like ninety-five percent, maybe it's ninety-six or ninety-four percent of the funds for a startup come from the entrepreneur, or the entrepreneur and their family and their friends. Uh, if you have a bank, uh, if you're doing online lending, and we can get to all the details, uh, if you have some friends who invest in the business, they all want to see that you've made the commitment. And so you're going to have to find a way um, to, with your current job uh, to put some money aside, uh, to take a home equity loan. But you, you, if you want to get money from other people, you have to be all in. So you've got to have proof of who you are a thought out plan that is going to convince somebody to invest in your business. Um, and so mostly then you're saying these loans are not going to come from banks per se. They may be coming from investment companies. And if you have a specific niche, um, should you go to companies that invest? Well, of course, that makes sense. Go to companies that invest in that particular market. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there's also other ways, um, at least uh, that can open some doors. There are now uh, several colleges where the alumni of the college get together and they invest in graduates of that college. Uh, so I would, uh, if one has gone to a university, uh, I would check with that university to see if there's any such alumni groups associated with it. So that's that would, a great suggestion. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's one. There are also a number of investors who are investing in what, what I would call verticals or, or, or niches. Uh, there's more, there's a growing group of women um, investors who are investing in women entrepreneurs. Uh, the same for um, uh, blacks and Asians and um, Hispanics. Um, there are people who are investing in clean, clean energy. Uh, and so that gets to your point about going where the money might be. Um, well, it depends on the size of the amount that you need. And often a startup, uh, unless you're having a restaurant and refurbishing the whole place and needing 500K, but if you need something like 50K or $100,000, sometimes it's better to go to individuals uh, than to go to formal um, investment organizations because, well, 100K might be very big to you. It's relatively small to them. And, and not worth their energy or their cost structure to put that together. 
Uh, okay, what are, so um, hmm? what are what are we missing? Um, what what are the things? Anything else that we have left out of the discussion that the first time entrepreneur um, needs to think about, and hmm. before jumping into the market? Okay, uh, so the last just closing that that last comment. There's okay. another ongoing, uh, growing area, what I call is online lending. Um, and it's basically, you know, sign up here and within 24 hours, we'll tell you if you have a loan. And it's basically based on your um, credit score. And so it's fairly quick and you don't have to go through the banks and all the applications. And so that might be another area. Oh, good suggestion. Um, so in terms of um, starting up, you know, being a an entrepreneur starting a company is very lonely. Uh, there's very few people to talk to uh, in a trusted way. So I really recommend that you surround yourself with advisors. And we're not talking hundreds or tens, you know, three or four advisors. And these people would have knowledge uh, in your industry that you want to get into or, or already in. Uh, they are people who have skill sets uh, that are different than yours. If you're heavy into marketing, maybe you need somebody on the technical side or vice versa. Uh, maybe someone who's been through um, a downturn before. Uh, and hopefully in your network, uh, you've met some of those folks. You could also go to SCORE, SCORE.org, and ask for a mentor. Nice thing about that is uh, SCORE mentors are free. Um, and you can use that mentor as much as, as you want. Um, and so uh, that could be another way. But I really would recommend surrounding yourself with a several um, advisors who can help you either the startup or if you're already in business, some of the the walls that you have to climb uh, sure. to be successful. That's That's an excellent suggestion to having people that you can rely on and count on. Um, they may not be competitors, but they'll be friends and they're interested in your business and they don't even have to be investors. It's just this. Yeah, the loneliness. That right. That's right. The loneliness. I've talked to people who work from home. And that was one of the things is particularly during COVID that people experienced was the lack of social interaction. And uh, and that really can be extremely difficult because that's a terribly big adjustment. Well, Hal, as usual, you've given us a lot of good information and some things to think about. And keep in mind, folks, the Amazon bestseller, the title is The Secrets to Writing a Successful Business Plan. And Hal Shelton is the author, and we've just been so glad to have him. Um, so to recap, get a business plan, figure out your finances, see who your competitors are, get out there and talk to the people that you need, go back to your university and see if they have an investor group. And, you know, you, I might also say, how about going back to the university and seeing if they provide guidance to startup businesses? Good point. So, especially to a business school. Would that be a useful thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it. It's it's a good plan. And don't be, I liked your advice, Hal, that you said, don't be scared to go out there right now. It's not exactly the word you use, but um, even in an uncertain climate, it's going to take a while to put all this into place. A lot of work that needs to be done, a lot of research. And of course, you got to develop a budget. You know, that's rather daunting for all of us. 
even in our homes, Hal, I don't know how many of us have a budget, but at any rate, it's something that you need to think about. So we really do thank you for being with us today and bringing us some valuable advice. And, and as usual, it's a treat. Uh, my guest has been Hal Shelton. He is a entrepreneur, an investor, and he's the author of the bestseller, the Amazon bestseller, The Secrets to Writing a Successful Business Plan. And we thank you, Hal, for being with us. And I'm Shirley Rooker. You've been listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network. Thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP.